0: Together, this evening, we celebrate Ash Wednesday. Of course, Ash Wednesday is a time for us to repent and to turn away from our sins, to take stock of the wrong that we have done and look to Christ for forgiveness and for the strength to better follow him. Historically, there have been, in practice, two extreme responses to this. On one hand, you have an emphasis on sin and what it does to us and how it corrupts us. And so the repentance is very self-deprecating, self-destructive. We focus saying, thinking horrible things about ourselves, how wretched we are, even to the point of dehumanizing ourselves, thinking that we are nothing but dirt, worthless. In response to this, there has been another extreme, and one that likes to gloss over sin. Well, let's not flagellate ourselves. Instead, let's just say it's not a big deal, and try and move on. Neither of these responses, unfortunately, are respectful to the teachings of Christ. Rather, Jesus' teachings operate somewhere in the middle. In this passage, Jesus wants us to take our sin seriously. Sin, after all, is an injustice, and to gloss over injustice is to perpetuate it. But likewise, in calling us to repent, he is calling us to see ourselves as God sees us, to see ourselves as loved, and to trust in the love of God. When I wanted to understand better Jesus' understanding and and teaching on repentance, I went to a few parables. And repentance features quite strongly in many parables. You have one parable of the Pharisee and the publican, or the tax collector, in which Jesus, sensing that people around him are quite confident in their own righteousness, tells a story of a Pharisee and a tax collector who are both praying at the same time. The Pharisee is quite happy with himself saying I thank God that I am not like those other sinners and especially this tax collector but the tax collector says have mercy on me a sinner and Jesus said it is the tax collector who went home justified not the Pharisee the tax collector took stock of his sin but he also trusted God to forgive him and second Another parable that comes to mind is the parable of the prodigal son. In the parable of the prodigal son, of course, you have this, the youngest son telling the father that he wants to receive his inheritance right now and leave, which at that time effectively meant, I want you dead because I just want my own inheritance. And he goes away and he squanders it all. Eventually, he realizes the wrong that he's done, and he wants to go back and repent, return to his father. And what's interesting in the parable is that he prepares a script, a very genuine, sincere script. The prodigal son says to himself, I will tell my father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. He approaches home, and his father sees him from a distance and runs to him. And the son, when he is in hearing distance, the son says to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. And an interesting detail here is that the prodigal son prepared this script in his act of repentance but he's not able to finish it. The Father interrupts him because the Father is so impatient to receive him and welcome him home. Some theologians have said this is the, can be known as the parable of the prodigal God, the God who spends and lavishes his love upon us. It can also be thought of as the parable of the impatient God, not impatient with our sin, but impatient and over-eager, even, to welcome us back home so that we can be the recipient of his love. In, In these teachings of Jesus, we see this very interesting, nuanced understanding of the act of repentance. On one hand, a failure to repent is a failure to believe in the radical love of God. It is a failure to see ourselves as worthy of love, even though we have darkness within ourselves. And indeed, to refuse to accept God's forgiveness is to refuse to see us as God sees us. So whether we are focusing and obsessing over the darkness, over these sins of ours, or we are trusting too much in our own righteousness. Neither of them do justice to God's love. For also, to trust in our own righteousness is likewise to fail to trust in the love of God. It sees God's love as cheap, something that can be bought by a few good deeds. But Ash Wednesday is a time where we are called to pay attention to the weight of our sins, to see how they are an injustice to creation and the Creator. We take it seriously, as Jesus calls us to. But, indeed, because we confront our sin in all of its ugliness and darkness, we are also called to see the beauty, the power the limitless depth of the love of God on Ash Wednesday when the ashes are placed on the forehead one of the phrases she said is repent and believe in the gospel it is because we believe in the gospel that we repent we repent we are confronted with the gravity of our sins and as a result the love of God displays its power because it cannot be stopped by the most heinous crime. As the Dutch Christian Corrie ten Boom once described, even after her experience of being in a concentration camp, seeing the horrors of the Holocaust firsthand, afterwards she has this wonderful quote when she says, There is no no pit too deep that God's love is not deeper still. Repentance is always an option. God is always welcoming us to turn to him. And when we truly take stock of this darkness, of our faults, when we see them as they are in all of their ugliness, we also see God's love. For the greater the darkness, the more magnificent is the light that shines through it. So on this Ash Wednesday, we repent in dust and ashes. For we recognize that we are mortal. We recognize that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. We are frail and flawed. But we are also loved and forgiven. And in light of this fact, We repent and believe in the gospel. We turn to Christ. But on this Ash Wednesday, and indeed in this season of repentance, as we confess our sins to God, don't be surprised if God interrupts us because he's so impatient to welcome us back home. Amen.